The Brand Ed Podcast with Robbie Fowler, episode 26, entitled, What You Should Really Be Paying a Website Professional For. Welcome to the Brand Ed Podcast, the show that helps you position, pitch, and profit from your brand. I believe the chaos and confusion around what branding is, why it matters for your business, and how to translate your brand into profit leads to overspending on marketing, underperforming businesses, and overwhelmed leaders. Stay tuned to discover how to position your brand in the market, pitch your business with purpose, and profit from a life-giving brand that blesses you and your customers. Happy New Year, gang, and welcome to the first episode of 2021 for the Brand Ed Podcast. Glad you're here with me and excited to head into 2021 after a crazy 2020. Well, today we're going to continue looking at your websites, your websites for your business and for your brand. And today we're going to wrestle with that common question of when and why should you hire a professional to help you with your website? When do you hire a website design professional? And more importantly, we're going to look today at what should you be paying for? So if you're going to pay somebody, like what you sh- what should you be expecting them as a website designer, developer, as a professional, what should you pay them to do for you? What exactly are you paying them for? So we're going to take a look at that today, and we've got a lot of information to cover because I want to help you know exactly what should you be expecting to pay for or what should you expect to get in return for payment beyond the obvious of hey, they designed a website for me. So let's jump into this episode because I also want to introduce something special at the end because I've got a significant question. I think something may be wrong with how we're doing all of this. So stick with me and we'll jump into that by the end of this episode. So what are you paying that website professional for? What are you paying them for if you're hiring out a web designer or a web professional? And I got this idea thinking about, I've been doing a little work around my house and, you know, I'm wrestling with that. Should I hire like a handyman or someone to come help with this or do I tackle this myself? So Should you hire a pro? And if so, what should you be paying for? Or do you go the DIY route? We'll take a look at what exactly you're paying for. I want to look at really three areas. There's three areas you're paying for, you're paying paying a professional for, for for them to do for you on your behalf. And this is true whether this is, you know, an individual web designer, maybe it's a web developer. Um, here's what you're paying them for. The first area that you're paying them for, or one of those areas, is we're just going to call it the technical area. Now, this is intimidating for a lot of people. This is why they would turn to a professional, a web designer, or a web developer. It's because all of those technical 
you know, requirements and challenges that go along with building a website, right? And so for most people, you know, the thought of of figuring out all the technical aspects, it's dizzying, it gives you a it gives you a headache, you know, your heart rate starts to rise, your palms start to get sweaty. Like it's just no thank you. So yes, that is part of what you're paying a professional for. That professional should be helping you decide. They should be talking to you about your business, about, you know, how you're structured right now. You know, are you a one-person solopreneur? Do you have a small team? Do you have, you know, a couple of part-time people helping? Do you have full-time? You know, just what what does your business currently look like? And then also, in, that's kind of the internal structure. And then also, they should be helping you think about and where are you wanting to take your business, you know, and what role is the website going to play in that? All of that, the reason you want your their help with all of that is all of that should, in my opinion, go into kind of what website builder or website platform they end up, you know, choosing for you and for your business. Now here immediately, we've talked about this a little bit before, but this is where I think you can get off on the wrong foot. If you choose a web professional like somebody you pay and that web professional only works with a certain website builder or platform like, hey, we do WordPress sites or, hey, I do Squarespace sites or whatever that may be, there's not there's nothing wrong with that. It's assuming you know what you're getting into. And that's where I see a big misstep uh, a, a lot of the times is Sure, the the designer, the professional is comfortable with that. That's why they say we build WordPress websites or whatever. But the question really is when they're done with it and they turn the keys back over to you, is that going to be the right choice for you? So that's part of what you should be paying them for is help me figure out what is the best route to go? What's the path, best path to go given where I want to take my business? And given kind of my current resources, like who's going to be messing with this website once you're done with it, website professional? And can I, you know, can I handle the whatever choice we make on website builder, platform, et cetera? Okay, so that's one of the technical things you're paying a professional for. A second one is under that kind of under this bucket of of all that technical stuff that goes along with the website. Is this the whole domain name? you know, a secured site, or maybe you've heard the term SSL. That's, you know, when you go visit a site up in the web browser and it says HTTPS and it has the little lock icon, that means the site is secured and kind of the technical language around that is SSL. You'll see that sometimes when you're looking maybe at website builders or, uh, you know, different platforms, they'll say SSL included or free SSL certificate. That's a bunch of technical stuff that most of us don't want to mess with, but it is important. More and more search engines like Google are paying attention to that. So if you don't do that correctly, or if you just ignore that piece, it's going to hurt you in the end because essentially Google will penalize, you know, where you show up in a search for your, you know, whatever uh, business or business problem you solve. If you're a you know a, a leadership consultant, you're going to get penalized in the results of where you show up if your site doesn't do that correctly and accurately. 
So there's all that technical stuff of, you know, I got maybe you already have a domain name, but how do I, you know, when the site is ready to go live, who who figures out what settings I'm supposed to put where and log in and DNS records and all that mumbo jumbo, right? So that's what you're paying a professional for also under that bucket of just technical stuff. A third area that often gets overlooked and unfortunately... It often gets overlooked by you, the business person, and it awfully often gets kind of overinflated or overstated or glossed over by the professional. And it's the whole area of kind of optimizing and organizing your website for search engines. Now, most website like designers or developers or companies, they'll nowadays they'll usually talk about SEO and most of them will say, yeah, this package includes that. Unfortunately, what they really mean and what you're really getting, um, it's a little harder to tell because there's some basic things that most of them do that I wouldn't really consider, you know, optimization. They're maybe running a plugin or they're doing some just kind of standard stuff that if you, you know, really know what's going on, you're like, well, that's a no brainer. It would be like a, a home builder saying, a custom home builder saying, well, when you choose us, uh, you know, we're going to put when we frame out your house, we're going to put like two by four frames every 16 inches. Well, it's like, well, yeah, that's kind of the code in this. That's the bare minimum. That's what anybody should be doing. And that's kind of what you get into a lot of times with with SEO. But you should be paying them to organize and optimize your site. Um, beyond just, you know, a few of the obvious things, but even how you structure that site will impact SEO. And unfortunately, lots of, you know, designers and developers may not know everything they need to know, or they're just kind of blanket statement saying, yes, we'll take care of your SEO for you as part of this process. But that's what you're paying them for. And then one other area under that technical bucket would, depending on which route you go kind of on Word or a website, you know, builder or platform would also you're you're looking to them for help with kind of hosting and speed website speed, how how, you know, fast or responsive your website is. So this is oftentimes even more important if you're going to choose like a WordPress site, WordPress has to be on a host and there's tons of them out there in my strong opinion. Unfortunately, lots of designers or website professionals, you know, developers will stick you on a host that is either good for them or, you know, like cheap to you. And they just don't pay enough attention in my mind as to, wait, is who owns this hosting company? And that's a whole nother topic. But needless to say, there was one large foreign company that started to buy up lots and lots of these smaller WordPress host companies. And in my opinion, I don't want to give them my business or your business. I just don't think they're a very ethical company. And so you've got hosting considerations. You know, how in the world are you even supposed to know that that occurred or is going on? And speed. You can be, there's just all sorts of technical stuff that how that hosting gets set up will determine your speed. Now, that's not necessarily the case, you know, on a platform like Squarespace or Wix or Weebly or some of those, because the hosting is built in, you have to host it on their platform. 
But regardless, you know, that's part of what you're paying for. Okay, so there's the tech. There's a few items from the technical bucket that you want to be say, if I'm like writing a check for you to help me with my website, you're going to help solve these problems for me, correct? The next area that's probably pretty obvious is the area of design. So this is right what you're oftentimes thinking of. Well, yeah, I hired a you know professional designer, web designer. And so, yes, the, you're paying that professional to help you with design, with, you know, incorporating the visual identity of your brand. Um, if they say branding or you say branding and you think that your brand is just, you know, your logo and a few other things, uh, warning, that's not true. <laughs> but you are paying. Hopefully they know more than that about branding. To know, but but yes, at the very least, they need your brand colors and they need to know how to use those well. They need, you know, whatever typefaces go with your brand or fonts that that may be specific to your brand that you use. And if you don't have those really nailed down, you know, this is one of the places where they can start to help you kind of develop that and formalize that more. So that's part of what you're you're paying for is they're going to really make your brand, particularly the visual identity part of that brand, they're going to make that come to life right on your website. Okay, another thing under that design bucket you're you're paying for is, you know, whether they go buy or choose a template or whether they whether they do custom design. So if you think the WordPress route, it could be like, hey, would you go find, you know, three templates that you think are good for me, web professional, give me three to choose from and I'll kind of pick the best one, right? You would be paying them for that. Or are you paying them like, hey, use a kind of framework builder and start there and then, you know, custom design something for me. So that that's part of what you're paying them for is to help you navigate that aspect of your of your website design. And then there's a whole nother area that can be easy to forget and again often gets over overlooked. You're really paying this professional to organize your website for your users, for your visitors. And that is that's where you would see maybe you've run across the term or you've seen the initials around website stuff like UX or UI, capital UX or capital UI. And those are shorthand for like user experience. So what is the experience like once the website visitor hits your site? Do they know where to go? Is it easy to find the solution that they're looking for? Just what is their experience like? You've surely been to a physical, you know, brick and mortar building or maybe a restaurant or whatever, where you've had a good experience and one where you've had a bad experience. And that has a huge impact on your perception of the business. So that's part of what you're paying them for under that design bucket is, you know, just the user's experience and the user interface. That's what UI stands for. You know, or think about um, it can be common to forget that, hey, if they're looking at your website on a phone, right, we got our kind of big fat fingers, they're at times there's links or whatever they're they're too hard to click with your finger right that's a bad user interface that hey i couldn't it wasn't easy for me to choose think think if you had on your website let's say you had a short bulleted list with with five bullet points 
And each of those is a link to, you know, a product or a service. If those aren't spaced out correctly on a mobile phone, right, you're looking, you click on one and you accidentally click on, you know, you click on bullet item number two, but your finger accidentally hit number one because there's just not enough space. So those are the kinds of things you're you're paying them for. Like, hey, you know how to figure all that out, right? Because that's what I'm paying you for. And then certainly there's the area of just the overall content and copywriting that that they are, are helping you with. Now, I've said this before. I'll say it again. In my opinion, your designer or whoever you hire for this, I am not a fan. I used to do this, but I, I mean, it was years ago. I haven't done it in years. It's very common for that designer to say, hey, it will cost you less uh, if you just send me what you want and I'll design it. And so that what we mean when we say what what you want, it's the assumption is like you're going to write all the words and provide the text in a certain order and then I'll, you know, I'll design it and get it on the page. I don't think that that's a great idea. I think your professional should be a professional and he or she or they should have expertise in and input on the copywriting. Here's the words that we need to say to go connect with your customer. And, you know, here's the overall structure. Like on this page, this section needs to be first followed by this section. And here is why from your, you know, visitors or your customer's standpoint. So that's what you should be looking for and listening for. If you get the, hey, send it, we'll design it. I mean, you can go that route. I highly recommend that you don't. Okay, so those are just some of the things you're paying for under the bucket of design. So we looked at all the technical stuff and we touched on a few of those that your professional should be helping you with. We talked about the obvious one design, but there are a few pieces of that that aren't as obvious that you should be getting from your professional, from your website professional. And then the third area that, again, I think gets way overlooked by both parties, both the web designer or professional and by the business owner or the personal brand. And it's really the area of strategy. So the most common question or request I get is, hey, Robbie, I need a new website or my business needs a new website or we need a new website. It's very, very common. When I ask why, why do you need a new website? The common answers are probably what comes to your mind. Ours is old. It's outdated. It doesn't look great anymore. It doesn't currently reflect what, all of what we do, you know, our current products or services. It's, it's those kinds of things. It just needs a refresh or an overhaul. Those are all true, but those are all really, really generic. And the problem is we can build a new one that's shiny and sparkly, and it still may not. The, I mean, you need a new website to go make your business more money. That's what the web sh it should it, like. Think of it like an employee that you hire to do something for you. You don't say, ah, we need a new, you know, bookkeeper. Why? Well, the other one's just she's just kind of old. She's older and, you know, she doesn't she uses some kind of older accounting methods and does a few things by longhand. And so we just want something like, no, you're you. You have an employee, you have a job description, you evaluate that employee to say, is this employee doing the job we need to do in order to move the business forward? Well, that's your website. So there should be a strategic component 
that is at least as important as those other components of, you know, just the technical stuff and the design piece. So the structure and flow of individual pages and the overall site, you know, you're paying a professional to say, this is going to drive action. This is going to drive conversions. This is going to help bring either leads or leads and money to your door. That's what you're paying them for. If they don't talk about any of that, you're not getting a great professional, in my opinion. So you want to go after that and make sure that they're helping you with strategy. So they should also be kind of under that strategy bucket. They should also help you solve kind of ongoing maintenance. So somebody's got to think about that. And again, what I see too often is you go hire a professional, professional designer or developer. They go do what they do best on the platform they're most comfortable with. Usually they turn the keys over to you and no one's really thought about what does this look like three months, six months, 18 months down the road when that website professional, the designer or developer is often another project like their your project is, you know, nine projects ago for them. They're on to their next thing. What does that look like for you on a Tuesday morning, six months from now, when you want to do something on your website, either add something, update something, you know, change something? What what does that look like? So you're paying them to solve future headaches, future maintenance. Like, how am I going to actually maintain this uh, ongoing? So you're really paying them to remove seen and unseen obstacles, those that you know kind of are out there. And maybe because of your current experience with your website, if you already have a website, usually there's a growing list of frustrations, right? And those are the 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 challenges you know are there that you're paying them to remove. But there's also unseen obstacles, some of those user experience things that we, like we mentioned before. But the goal is I am paying you to remove obstacles and problems for me, both the ones I see and the ones I can't see, right? That's what I'm paying you for, professional. And don't forget this part, and to grow my business. Like That's why I'm writing a check to you. You're, you're helping me grow my business, okay? So that's a quick look at what should you be expecting to pay for? What should you expect from your website professional, that designer or developer or that company, when you consider writing a check to them for them to help you build, design, and create your website. Now, I want to spend a couple of minutes, like I said at the beginning. So that's kind of the lay of the the land, right? You either choose a professional that should be helping you in all of those areas, or you say, no, I'm going to go, you know, tackle this myself. And you kind of go the DIY route. And what I want to suggest, and we'll take a look at this a little bit more on the next episode, I want to throw out a little bit of a, it might be a little controversial, right? We'll stick a dynamite out there. And I want to say that either choose the DIY route or choose the website professional route, like I just mentioned. I think perhaps the system is broken, okay, for you, the business owner. And here's what I mean. Who Who is the system broken for? I think the system is broken in particular for starters and growers. Okay, starters and growers. What do I mean? How do do I define that? So if you're starting a business, 
whether that's like a brick and mortar business, whether that's a you know small firm, whether you're a solopreneur, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a personal brand like a consultant or a coach or a speaker or an author, or you're starting to podcast and you want to start doing this professionally. Okay, if you're a starter or like a grower, and here's how I would kind of loosely define a grower. Let's say you're a consultant and you've been in business for four years or five years, maybe six years, right? You had your initial website built like right at the very beginning. It was a simple little small thing that you threw together. And then you came back and you spent a little bit of money kind of on the lower end and you developed kind of version two of your website, maybe two and a half, three years ago. And things have been going well. Your business is growing and you're kind of at that point where you're like, now, you know, I need to up up my game here on the website. And so you're, you're not, you're not a starter, but this business, you've kind of, you've, proven that it works and it's really starting to grow. Maybe you've added, you know, some some team members or part-time folks or, or whatever. So you're not at that stage. You maybe maybe the stage beyond that is where you go beyond growing and now it's multiplying, right? Where it's kind of growing exponentially. So I think the system is often broken for starters and growers. And I think it's kind of like if you're in the context of the United States, there has been quite a bit of talk about the disappearance of the middle class in America. And that's what I see happening a lot on the landscape for starters and for growers, right? Here's here's the the other kind of behind the scenes reason that makes me say that. I am friends with lots of other professionals that do what I do. They provide, you know, professional consulting services, paid services like copywriters, my friends who are copywriters, my friends who are designers that have their own businesses doing, you know, some are part of of this this job of what you would hire a website professional to do. And not not surprisingly, understandably for them, right? More and more of my friends who specialize in things like copywriting or designing or branding or marketing, understandably, they want bigger and bigger projects, bigger and bigger fish, bigger and bigger clients, okay? They're not looking to add more starters and growers. Most of them that I know, if their business is, if they're in that kind of growth stage, like they've been doing this for a while, they're not looking to add, you know, three more clients in 2021 than they did in 2020. They're looking to say, I want to work with less clients. I don't want to work with higher ticket clients, higher ticket projects, that's great for them. That's not great if you're a starter or a grower, right? That leaves you out of the mix. And it it creates a pretty significant divide to say either I go the DIY route or I take the huge leap and I go the, you know, hire a professional who's actually going to help me. There are still, I think, particularly in the website space, lots and lots of kind of providers in the middle. But most of those in the middle don't provide at least like half of what I covered at the first part of the podcast. They're not taking care of all those technical aspects for you, not in a way that's actually helpful, right? They're, the the way they stay in business working with starters and growers is kind of standardizing lots and lots of things that, right? Not customizing for your business and your needs. It's like, nope, they just stamp them out, plug them out. That's the way you make business if you're working with a bunch of growers or or starters or growers. So. 
I think it's broken for starters and growers. And here's how, and this is where we'll wrap up the episode because I want to say, okay, is there a better way moving forward? We'll take a look at that at the next episode. So how is the system broken for starters and growers when it comes to you getting a great, amazing website design that actually helps your business grow? Okay, how is it broken? I think it's broken because when you consider going the pro route, I need to to hire a professional. If you're going to hire one that does the things I said a web professional should do, that comes at a price that most often is cost prohibitive. It's cost prohibitive for starters and growers. It just costs too much money. For example, when, you know, I'll have people call me and right now at the time of this recording, it it's just does not make sense for my business to take lower end website design projects. So if they're calling me and they want to, you know, they've got a $2,000 or $4,000 budget for their website, most of the time, I'm not in a position to really, it doesn't make sense for my business where I am to help them. I need a bigger project than that. Okay, so it's cost prohibitive. And it means that it's harder and harder for a starter or a grower to afford, not a pro, a real pro, a real pro, one that's going to actually have the experience and the expertise and the skill to help you do those things I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. Okay. So how's it broken for starters and growers? One, it's cost prohibitive. Two, it's time prohibitive. If it's, if you can't afford a pro, the only other option is like, some version of DIY, right? And that means you've got to figure things out and it just takes tons and tons of time. Websites just aren't that easy. I don't care what all those website builders, you know, companies say. From Squarespace to Wix to Weebly, it is not nearly as easy as they would have you believe. It's just not. Maybe to get one up, to get one up that actually brings in revenue and drives conversions. Nope. It's just not that easy. So it's time prohibitive if you're really going to figure out even just how to do, even if you just make a mediocre site, it takes time to figure out how to do that on any platform like a Squarespace or even a WordPress with a, you know, little builder on top that's supposed to help you design and create a website without code. Uh, it's just harder than you think. So it's it's time prohibitive. The third way area uh, or reason I think it's broken for starters and growers, this whole, you know, how do I get a great website? It's high risk. It's high risk because if you're over on the kind of DIY end of the spectrum thinking, well, I'm going to do some of this myself or the whole thing myself, it's often high risk. And it can even be high risk when you go kind of the middle route. I'm not going to hire a super great professional. I'm not going to DIY. I'm going to get someone, maybe they're younger, maybe they're smaller, maybe they're newer at doing this, or maybe they just plug out lots and lots of sites for small to medium-sized businesses. And you say, I'm, I'm just going to kind of pick the middle road and I'm going to get someone to, a professional to help me. They're just not as expensive. They're not going to do quite as much. Okay. It's a super high risk when you do all that, either DIY or hire the wrong professional, and you find out too late that you made the wrong choice. And I get those phone calls over and over and over again. We've paid two, you know, two different people over the last three and a half or four years, and it still hasn't solved our problems. I have more headaches than when I started. That's a very common, common phone call I get. And then the fourth and last area 
of how I think this whole system is broken, particularly if you're a starter or a grower, if that's where your business is, is it is terrifying to maintain and grow your website. It's just terrifying, right? Like, I don't want to break it. And so you feel you, you paid a professional, right? They didn't necessarily take your what you can handle in mind. It's like, oh, we can go do this for you. They turn the keys over to you. You pay, you wrote a check, right? And you're like, ouch, that hurt when you wrote that check. And now, th- again, they're on to their next project. You're further down the road and you feel strapped with something that you paid money for. All right. And you're like, I can't kick this to the curb and go start over. I just paid, you know, that all that money for this thing. And yet you have no idea how to use it, how to maintain it, or certainly not like how to grow. <laughs> like, hey, the website needs to grow with my business. So you either feel strapped with something you paid for, or here's the other option you feel trapped into this like codependent relationship now that you're stuck in with your professional web designer or web developer. Right. Every time you want to do anything, you have to pick up the phone and call them and an invoice gets attached with that. Maybe you felt some of that pain and you're like, absolutely. Yeah, it's broken. Okay, we're going to talk about is there a better way? Is there a better way? That's what we'll look at on the next episode of the Brand Ed podcast. For now, I want to say thanks so much for joining me on this episode. If you have a question about your website and uh, you know what what you should do about it or maybe if you're in the need of like you're thinking hey before too long you know in the next the first or second quarter of 2021 I'm gonna have to figure that out and get my next website done and done right and better or get your first one up uh, you know reach out I'd love to see how I can help and like I said I have a a a solution I think to that system that's broken that I just mentioned. I think there's a better way for starters and for growers to get real help, um, but it's it's a different way to get there. So join me on that next episode. Reach out, share this with anyone you know who has had website woes or headaches or struggles, and let's see if we can't figure out a better way together. Until next time, thanks so much for listening again. Go and build a life-giving brand. Life-giving brand.